Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is your host, Kathy L. McKenzie, uh, joining you today. Thank you for joining us for Blog Talk Radio today. Uh, we just appreciate you being able to listen to us. And if you're going to listen later on, we just thank God for you, that you're awesome, you are great, you are somebody in Christ, you are victorious because the gr- victorious one lives on the inside of you. And so, therefore, you have the victory even now. Whether it looks like it or smell like it, you have the victory because the victorious one is the one that has saved you and called you and delivered you and set you free, which is Jesus Christ. So, again, thank you for being with us on Blog Talk Radio today. Today is Kingdom Women Living for the King, and we pray that even if we have men that have joined us on the uh, Blog Talk here, we just pray that you are encouraged You are empowered. You are strengthened with the Word of God. The Word of God will um, grace you to see yourself as God sees you, that you will be kingdom-minded in your home. You will be kingdom-minded in your church. You will be kingdom-minded on your job. You will be kingdom-minded if you're in school. You will be kingdom-minded in society. If you go to the grocery store, you will be kingdom-minded. If you go to the bank, you will be kingdom-minded. Wherever you go in society, that God would grace you and you would get the encouragement, the word of God, to empower you that you can be kingdom-minded, that we can affect change wherever we go because the greater one lives on the inside of us. Amen? Uh, just uh, just today uh, is Kingdom Women Living for the King, and um, I have on the line with me on the, uh, on the uh, radio uh, Dr. McKenzie. He's joining me today. And so I'm just uh, excited that uh, Dr. McKenzie is with us today uh, on the Kingdom Women Living for the King. I'm going to go ahead and give a quick announcement, and then we're going to see what the Lord has to say to us. by way of announcement, we want you to uh, join us for our watch night service. If you uh, don't have a church uh, that you are fellowshipping with and you all don't have service on uh, December the 31st uh, at 10 p.m., you can come and join Panorama Christian Center at Embassy Suites Hotel, the a- airport location. Um, the address is 3974 South River Drive, Miami, Florida, uh, and the parking fee is $5. Um, this uh, flyer says access granted. So God has already uh, given us access. He's already granted access to us. This is our due season and our set time. So we are encountering the supernatural because God is a supernatural God. And so we believe that as we speak and decree and declare the word of God and walk out in the word of God and do the word and apply the word, uh, then we will encounter the supernatural. So again, that's our watch night service, December 31st. That's a Monday night at 10 p.m. Embassy Suites Hotel. Also, uh, usually we do our prayer and fasting at the end of the month, but uh, the Lord dealt with us, and so we're going to be doing our uh, prayer on next Monday, which is December the 17th, also the 18th and 19th, Monday through Wednesday at 5.30 a.m. We have a new phone number and we have a new code. Um, If you did not get it already, you can jot this down. The new phone number is 712- 432-3900. That's 712-432-3900. And the code is 287-381-POUND. Again, that's 287-381-POUND. And that's next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 5.30 a.m. All right. Well, let's get ready to uh, hear what the Lord has to say to us. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Dr. McKenzie uh, greet everyone at this time. 
Greetings, everyone. It's good being uh, with you today. Uh, I know this is unusual for me to be on this um, broadcast uh, dealing strictly with women, but um, I uh, received an invitation and accepted an invitation uh, to be with you today, and I believe that the Lord is going to um, use uh, Captain myself as an instrument uh, to be a blessing. So as we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit and allow him to download in us, to be able to meet your needs. So I pray that your spirit is open to receive what the Lord has to say and allow the Holy Spirit to help you to make the adjustments in your thinking, your heart, your mind, your disposition, so he can receive the maximum amount of glory out of your life. Once again, uh, it is good being with you all today. Amen. Yesterday we were um, sharing from Isaiah 53, uh, from uh, from the book uh, Isaiah uh, 53, and we were sharing regarding uh, verse 10, still is what God had in mind, and I'm sorry, we're reading this from the Message Bible. Uh, it says, still is what God had in mind all alone, to crush him with pain. The plan was that he give himself as an offering for sin so that he see life come from it, life, life, and more life, and God's plan will deeply prosper through him. Um, the only way that one can experience life and then more life is when we offer ourselves uh, as a sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice, uh, and he gave himself willingly. This was the plan of God for Jesus, uh, the Son of God. And because this was the plan, Jesus willingly gave himself up for all of us, for humanity, that humanity can experience, can be redeemed and set free from sin. So life has come forth because Jesus gave himself as a sacrifice. So even as Jesus was our example or is our example, when we come to that place that we willingly give ourselves unto the Lord, and we can't do that unless we love God, unless we're looking at the bigger picture. Uh, unless I see that, um, you know, I love God and I, I love him with all my heart and, and so therefore I want to please him. And so uh, my flesh will going to fight me all the way because my flesh don't want to die and God allows us to go through situations um, for our flesh to die. But we have to make that choice that I choose to be more like Christ and so therefore I have to give myself because I love God, and my love for God is greater than uh, the situation that I'm going through. And so, therefore, I want to be able to uh, be that uh, the woman of God that God has called me to be or be that person that God has called me to be. So showing that I love God, I obey God. And obeying God is to give myself. Uh, give you an example. Uh, if just say, Dr. McKenzie, you and I, uh, we just say we are in a situation, we have a disagreement, and um, just say if you're bringing um, correction to me, now it may not feel good to my flesh because there have been times when you have done that and it did not feel good to my flesh. Um, and so, uh, and, and I haven't always handled it right, uh, you know, in the past. And, but, Thank God for his grace and his mercy that, you know, you bring it to my attention. I repent unto the Lord, apologize to you. Uh, you've shown me the, uh, where I miss God, how I was out of alignment with God. And so if I love God, then I'm going to uh, repent, apologize, get back in right relationship with God first, and then with you. So that would be an example, if I could use that, of me sacrificing me, my flesh, putting the flesh on the altar so the life of God can come forth um, out of me and I can be that wife that God has called me to be. What, what is your mindset on that? That's, that's a good um, analogy that you just used. Um, I want to add an element uh, to the statement that you uh, use in the areas of love and uh, obedience. Uh, I think there's a missing ingredient there, I believe, that calls people not to be able to submit and yield, and that's trust. Uh, I believed out of one's love for God, which would be fellowship, 
See, the degree, there's different levels of love. I believe everybody in the body of Christ is not intimate with God. Everybody have a love for God. It's one thing to have a love for, and it's another thing to love. So there's different levels, and I believe that on a scale to 1 to 10, when a person gets saved, they move up the scale all the way to 10. So if they own on the scale, on the level of number 1, the reason they love God on a scale on one degree is because they trust God only one degree. And the more you love him and he loves you, you experience his love, the more your guards is going to come down and the more you're going to deliver yourself in his hands. So to sacrifice oneself, see, we use a whole lot of terminology in the body of Christ. We say the right things, they're good things, but how do I do it? So yes. going back to the analogy that you just used about offering yourself as a sacrifice uh, to the Lord, all of our relationships with God, uh, the, the level of it is going to be reflective in our relationships with our assigned relationship. If I really yes. love God, so it's going to be revealed in my assignment to who he assigned me to. It's going to be revealed to you, to the girls, the panorama, Doma, yes. the pastoral line, uh, my neighbors, or whoever. Uh, you don't. I don't live in the neighborhood that I live in just because God placed me here. You don't live in the neighborhood where you God have you there. So therefore, uh, uh, my relationship with the visible uh, uh, is going to really reveal what kind of relationship I have with the invisible God. I can say I love Him. Until he tests me, I can say I love him. Until he try me, I can say I love him. It's going to be revealed in my response to the thing that he is allowing to take place. Yes. One or two things are going to happen. My spirituality or my carnality is going to be brought out. It's going to be made manifest in the midst of the circumstance or situation. Uh, I can even Flesh is so manipulative and devious. I can even try to use the flesh. It would try to use a situation, call it spiritual, just to justify itself. It is devious. Yeah. It is manipulative. And that's why all of us need somebody in our life to kind of bounce things off of or to use as a mirror to expose us. So yeah. I, I, I agree and the perfect example of that uh, scenario that you use is Abraham's son Isaac. When God said, offer your son as a sacrifice to me, we see mm -hmm. no struggle. But Isaac is the son. Abraham is the father. The son did not struggle with his daddy. And his daddy was 125 years old at the time. Isaac was 25. He was in his prime. He could have knocked his daddy over, uh, beat him up, but we see no signs of a struggle. We see no signs of resistance. But Abraham trusted God. Watch this here. And Isaac trusted God concerning his father. Yes. Both of them revealed their relationship with God. Abraham, willing to sacrifice his son by obeying God, that was revealing to God, Abraham loved me. Isaac's submission to his father was revealing that he loved God. He didn't struggle. If he struggled with Abraham, it would have revealed that he had a struggle with God. So both men were submitted to uh, sacrificing and being sacrificed because the focus wasn't his daddy and the focus wasn't his son. The focus was God. Both yes. of them revealed that they was men of God. Men that belonged to God, and both of them played a role. Abraham played a role in sacrificing. Isaac played a role in being sacrificed. I trust you, Father. I yeah. trust you, God. And so, so uh, 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 this must become a reality in all of our relationships. So, um, my role 
as a husband, your role as a wife. The only way that our relationship will progress in the midst of experiencing death is our relationship with God, our focus on God and not one another. That must become a reality because everything that is of God, and everybody hear me good, everything that is of God must experience death. And you don't experience death one time. You experience death multiple times from the time you get saved to the time you die. Because death is designed to experience life on a level, going back to the scale, 1 to 10. The individual loves God on one, uh, one degree. So that means the individual trusts God on one degree. And God is going to deal with us where we're located. So yes. then what God's going to do, he's going to test me one day after he's proven himself, after he's shown me his love, shown me his mercy, shown me restoration on level one. Then he's going to put me to the test for me to be willing to die on level one so I can be elevated in my love relationship with God to level two. You don't get the level two by fasting. You don't get the level two by praying. You don't get the level two by studying the Bible. You don't get the level two by going to church. All of those things is preparation. It prepares me that when it comes, I'm ready. The fasting has prepared me. The praying has prepared me. My studying the Bible has prepared me. It has prepared me to yield. It has prepared me to submit. It has prepared me to surrender. That when God wants to kill a dimension of my flesh or my soul life on that level to take me to a deeper level of intimacy with him, I'm ready. Because all church has done, all my private devotion, it has prepared me. And I don't have to think about it. It's another thing everybody understands. If you got to think about it and be looking for it, because it's never going to come when you, when you think it's going to come. Never. That means you're not ready. Because uh, you should be ready in your heart. I don't have to meditate on it. I don't have to think about it. When it comes, I will be ready. Because it's in your spirit. It's in your heart. And yes. then when it comes, you submit to him. You yield to him. You go ahead and die. And you trust him. And what people need to understand is this also. Stop looking for a painless death. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> and people are like, but it hurt. It hurt. It's supposed to hurt. <laughs> yes. And, but we, we, we want to go through without pain. We want to go through without experiencing any pressure. That is not going to happen. Yes. That is not going to happen. All death is painful. And if you were looking mm-hmm. at the scripture that you read, it talks about the travail of his soul. The yes. pain that you and I feel when we got it, we're experiencing death is an internal pain. It's not a physical pain. It's an internal pain. That's your soul dying. Self, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, self-reliance, self-exaltation, self-importance, self-pity. All of that got to die. And that's what you're experiencing. So just like Jesus experienced the travail of his soul, your soul is experiencing death. But if you don't know how to handle it, then you'll end up getting a false interpretation of the pain. And you'll, you'll end up getting angry with God, become bitter with God, and bitter with the instrument that God is using to ex- cause you to experience the death. And that's yes. what usually happens. That's why uh, there's so much uh, 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 division between husband and wife because they get a fleshly and a carnal interpretation of what God is doing because he's trying to produce something so great, so awesome in us. But we get a, a fleshly interpretation and we get angry with God and bitter with God and bitter with the instrument. And yes. we fall and we, uh, we fail and we experience setbacks. Yes. I think we brought this out one time before, but uh, I was looking at that word travail when you mentioned it in verse 11 here. Um, and when you think about uh, the word travail, you think about a woman, the first thing I think about is the woman um, having, getting ready to, you know, have a baby. She has to go through the, uh, the process of carrying the baby for nine months. And then there's the travail to push 
or bring forth the, the baby that she's been housing and carrying for the last nine months. And so, but it's not easy. It's a, it is a level of death there because the woman has to be able to um, uh, experience that process in order to give birth to the seed, to the baby that she's been carrying for the nine months. Uh, and so uh, when she gets ready to travail, it says, the scripture says here, out of that terrible travail of soul, he'll see that it's worth it and be glad he did it. Uh, through what he experienced. So uh, going back to the woman getting ready to give birth to the baby, uh, at, you know, it's, it's, someone made a statement one time that, you know, uh, the pain is, uh, she doesn't remember the pain after she sees the, the baby, for the joy of the baby, you know, she doesn't remember uh, all that pain that she had to go through. Um, and, you know, you you may not remember it, which I, I do remember <laughs> uh, for all three of our girls, um and but you but it, it is worth it it's worth it because you see what god has allowed you to give birth to you see what you've been carrying for the last 9 months you see uh the seed you see what you saw once you know inside of you but now it's on the outside of you and so it's the joy of carrying that uh, carrying the baby, but the travail, I never really saw it in the light of the scripture until you brought it out on uh, recently in the message, uh, is payday, but the travail of the soul, my soul don't want to die. But in order for me to get to that next level, as you were speaking of earlier, I have to yield to the process of God. I have to yield to death in order to experience the life. What the, That's excellent what you just brought out. And a scripture come to my spirit as you was articulating that what you just said that I'm willing to die. It really mothers really do experience a level of measure of death when they're giving birth because blood is shared. People yeah. don't really realize and understand that. But the blood has been shared when you when that baby is coming out. The scripture says, Greater love has no man than this that he will lay his life down for his friend. And I believe that's why a lot of mothers is so um, um, they're more motherly or they're more affectionate and clingy to their children. Not all mothers, but clingy to their children and and more locked in and more moved by their children than fathers are because they carry them. There's such a bond that's taking place. And when that mother is giving birth, uh, that mother really is laying her life down. She laid her life down for the the coming forth uh, of her child. And I think that's another reason why when when uh, children uh, cut up, abandon, or, 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 or do some assassinate the character of a, their family members, the mother, the father, that mother hurt so deeply, she hurt so bad because she, uh, she probably didn't realize why, but she have laid her life down. She yeah. laid her life down for the salvation of that child. Uh, uh, I won't use the word salvation, but for the birthing of the bringing forth of that child. I can even say salvation too because if it wasn't for the mother, uh, that baby uh, would not be able to experience life because the mother is feeding that baby. That baby is receiving yes. all nourishment and everything from uh, from that baby. Yes, Amen. And that that is uh, so true. Uh, when you was mentioning um, uh, earlier, talking about uh, Abraham and Isaac, how there has to be a level of trust. Um, and if we struggle, if Isaac had struggled with Abraham, uh, then that would have revealed, you know, that he was he really didn't trust Abraham. Uh, and going back to the husband and the wife, it, and just using you and I, if I struggle when you bring the correction to me, it reveals I do not trust. I do not trust you. I do not trust Christ in you. Uh, going back to looking at the bigger picture and seeing Christ. So, uh, and I think one time you had a, we, you and I conversating, we had a beautiful conversation, and, and you was helping me to see. And, and this, here again, I, you know, I thank God for you helping me to always have the mindset of Christ. 
and look at it from Christ's perspective, you know, taking me back to the word and taking me back to my relationship with God. Um, and so in that conversation, you was bringing out me looking at not you, the vessel, the instrument, but seeing Christ. And I think that's why, as wives and as women, period, you know, we we struggle sometimes with it when the when the correction comes from the husband because we don't see it as coming from Christ. We don't see that, uh, you know, when the man is truly following God. So, and he's disciplining us. I'm not disciplining, but bringing correction to us because the the spirit of God has shown him, you know, you're off somewhere. You're you're out of alignment. That that is not the word. And so I need to help you get back in uh, uh, alignment and and in fellowship with God and your relationship with God by showing you the error of your ways. So when you uh, show me the error of my ways, then I should be able to see Christ and not the instrument, not the vessel, but seeing Christ, seeing the bigger picture. That must become a reality. And um, uh, it's easily said because I haven't met too many women that flow that way uh, at all. Uh, uh, Dr. Brown's wife, probably the only wife uh, that I've been around, I'm sure there is other women, uh, uh, that I've been around on a personal level, seen her flow in that role with Dr. Brown. Never seen her dishonor him. Never seen her disrespect him. She lived in a joy. It was like he was her joy when she woke up in the morning. That's the way she lived. Uh, cooking food for the man. I never saw it. I'm tired. Never saw that. I'm tired. I'm weary. It was always done with pleasure. Always honey this, honey that, baby that. But always in such a positive uh, attitude and disposition. So she she is the only person uh, 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 that I have been around, I'm sure there is, dealing with their husband. And haven't been around all women dealing with their husband. I'm just saying she's the only one I've been around, uh, uh, spending time with them and seeing her live in, in that particular dimension. We do have a question uh, 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 today by Erico 786-370. Uh, so we're going to... Uh, uh, Click them in and uh, allow them to uh, ask their questions. Again, am I doing this right here? Uh, there it is. Okay, uh, caller, you have a question. Seven eight six three seven zero. You have a question? Okay. Well, maybe they clicked it uh, by mistake. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead, Prophet Scott. Um, that that has to become a reality for us as wives, as women, period. It has to become a reality. I think another uh, problem that I've seen and I noticed within myself, I'm sure I'm not the only uh, wife that has uh, experienced this, we have to be able to see that all of us uh, must die. I, not just that I'm looking at you, that you have to die, but I have to die also, because I have to have the mind of Christ uh, when it comes to being a biblical wife. I have to understand my my position. I have to understand my role. I have to understand that I am the help me, not you to help me, but I am the help me. And understanding even what, what that means, uh, not just having the, the definition of it, but being able to apply it in the given situations when God allows uh, the opportunity, when God allows me to be tested, applying exactly what the what the Bible means when it says that I'm the help me, I'm the one to be adaptable and conformable and adjustable, uh, not just knowing, again, the terminology, but being able to apply it in a given situation. And, and I'll just make it practical because uh, we like to be practical. Uh, and just say if, you know, this afternoon I come home, uh, I'm here at the office and I'm working. Uh, so when I get home, got to stop by the store, pick up a couple of things, go home, uh, prepare dinner for you. Uh, well, later on when I retire for the night, uh, and I remember uh, st struggling with this at the very beginning um, of our marriage when uh, there would be times, I, you know, you would wake me up through the middle of the night, <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, when I just got in the bed uh, and you wanted, you know, uh, something to eat. Uh, and, and I can remember really struggling in my flesh because I was tired. 
not applying the scripture. Uh, and I understand that we have to have balance and, you know, making it, but I'm just making it practical and making it real because I know I'm not the only one. I've counseled ladies and talked to them, wives, uh, and they have struggled in this particular area. So we have to understand as wives that we also have to sacrifice. We have to live out the word of God and be biblical and not just look into our husbands to die and I don't die. Uh, that's good, and and uh, uh, one thing that God has graced me with is the ability to prepare people. And there was many times in the beginning of the message I was testing you uh, to become. See, uh, uh, it's one thing to be superficial. It's another thing for it to become a reality. But how many people know how to help people uh, experience God in a real way. You cannot do that if you have never been in that position, or have never happened to you, if it's never happened to you. And so, mm-hmm. uh, there was many times, and especially in the beginning of our relationship, it was a testing, and different areas, because you you become by doing. Yeah. And I need to understand that. And the more you do a thing, the more you become the thing. And so, so, uh, uh, but that really should have happened before we said I do. Uh, uh, that is probably the, probably the gravest, gravest mistakes that has ever happened uh, in uh, Christian marriages is men and women marrying each other and they never has been trained uh, by senior or seasoned man with the male gender and the season one with the female gender, uh, uh, becoming with selfish mentalities, becoming with a distorted mentality. And what happens is we have a preconceived idea of how it's supposed to work because you've never been in relation with someone, submitted to someone that know how it works and living it yes. before you. And so, uh, uh, so many people have a... Hollywood mentality concerning marriage. The majority of Christians yeah. I know is Hollywood, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so when and when 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 it's, and they're not getting what they want and experience what they want experience, they're frustrated, aggravated because in their mind they believe what they believe, and they can even show you some scripture. You when you even read the Bible, you only can comprehend according to where you locate it. So. So you're going to perceive things from a selfish perspective if I'm carnal. I'm not going yes. to see it from God's perspective because I'm not reading it from a, a spirit of humility because I want to know the mind of God. The majority of people, they read it to get ammunition to back their point up why a person should be treating them this way and treating them that way. So, yes. so the word becomes a weapon and not used uh, as a, uh, a tool for intimacy and obedience towards the Most High God. Amen. You're so right. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about when you were speaking, I was thinking about we have three girls, and so it's really important for me to uh, make sure that I'm living an example before them, being practical and being real in our relationship, uh, as you know, in my relationship with you. So before them, I am an example. Before them, um, there are times when you know I'm usually with the girls more than you are, but you know taking them to school and errands that we have to do from time to time. And so there are times when we have one-on-one, you know, mother-daughter conversations, and and in the conversating, uh, sometimes you know they may ask me questions, and I have to be real with them, which I am, and um, you know, and helping them to see uh, the mind of God, uh, and helping them to understand my role as a wife, and therefore when God brings them their future kingdom man of God, then they will understand what they're supposed to do because they've not only heard it, but they've seen me live it out before them. They've seen you and I uh, conversate. They've seen me. There have been times when they've seen me uh, be disrespectful to you in front of them, and the Spirit of God will uh, has convicted my heart, and I openly apologize to them, um, and that's showing them and demonstrating to them forgiveness and humility that, you know, I'm not so proud 
uh, prideful that I can't apologize to them uh, in front of you uh, because I did it in front of you, in front of them. And so, therefore, they they need to see me do the word of God by uh, uh, asking you to forgive me and then asking them to forgive me for not displaying being a woman of God that respects her husband. That's excellent, and you, and you do model that very well uh, and demonstrate it very well before the girls and, and myself. You've done that many, many times, and I appreciate and admire uh, the grace of God on your life to be able to do that. Uh, as you was communicating, uh, uh, switching over a little bit to parenting, as you were uh, sharing that, uh, uh, wisdom would be when we be re- we need to be real with our children and let them know the areas that we have struggled in um, uh, in life. And I'm not talking about getting drafted anything. I'm talking about, you know, I had a problem with submission. I have a problem with this. And, and this is one of the reasons why I have struggled with being submitted. Or this is why I have struggled with anger or struggled with um, or whatever. Uh, so we want to do that from the perspective of that, uh, uh, sharing them, and I want you to be better than me. Uh, one of the yes. things that I'm getting ready to do that was never done to me, uh, period, and the majority of people on this line, I guarantee you, uh, those by ch- listening by chat and those that are listening by uh, uh, um, the broadcast here that's on the broadcast with us, uh, uh, we don't prepare our children. Uh, we just tell them stuff, but we don't put them in situation for them to grow and to learn. And uh, I was just sharing with Cassie the other day that I'm getting ready to start having ecstasy and the money to start paying the bills, uh, getting them involved. Uh, nobody taught me how to pay a bill. Uh, uh, I learned on my own how to pay a bill. And I wouldn't even say I learned on my own. It was the grace of God uh, that taught me how to be, how to pay bills, how to communicate with people, uh, um, which is the best teacher, but God want to teach us through uh, uh, our children through the parent, yes. so they need to, they need to learn how to do that. There's a lot of things I have my daughters doing that young men would do: uh, take out the garbage, do certain things. And the reason I do that is not because I'm lazy. I do that because uh, I don't know when God is going to grace them with their spouse. But if they move out, I don't want them to have to have a man come over there and do stuff for them they don't know how to do. Uh, yes. So preparing them for life. So you don't, you don't live in dependency upon a man. You live in dependence upon the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you yes. do get your husband, you are not living independent upon your husband. You're living in interdependence upon your husband that you all come together as a team. You're there to serve that man. You're there to love that man. And so, therefore, you're living in interdependence. You are to help meet to, mate to that man, and you know how to do some things. One of the most frustrating yes. things with a marriage is marrying somebody who not how to do nothing. <laughs> and all of the weight is on one one spouse, and then uh, they're frustrated, they're aggravated uh, because. Uh, and the sad thing about it, listen, I've been pastor for a long time. The majority of my, the people in Panorama Christian Center struggle with managing money. The majority, women and men, but especially women. The majority, every woman in Panorama struggle with paying money. The majority, every woman uh, um, got their credit cards maxed out. That goes to show you something. There's no discipline there. There's no discipline there. That goes to show you that they're dominated by this world. They're dominated by the Joneses. So that goes to show. So, so uh, we can afford to buy our girls um, the high end of everything. I don't do that. Period can afford to do it because uh, uh, if you do it, they will expect it from their husband. And they will they, yes. they have not learned how to live within their means. They have not learned how to live um, uh, 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 where they're located. I'm going to tell you what I mean by located. Uh, the majority of parents reward their children for bad behavior. Because it's their birthday, you want to get them a gift. Children are stupid and dumb. They know how to straight. They, they know when their birthday is. And so they're going, to be, they're going to be good for the next two weeks before their birthday get there because uh, they want this particular gift. And you, you, know, you end up rewarding them. They've been, they've been out of character all year long but until two weeks come, and you reward them. 
So we set our children up for a fall because uh, we're celebrating bad behavior. And so they're going to expect their husbands to celebrate them for their bad behavior. They're going to expect their boss on the job to celebrate them for their bad behavior. So we as parents have to have insights and foresight and put our children in, in scenarios. Let them fail, but educate them in the failure. Ask them why this, why this, why you think this, why you think this right here, what you think you could have done better. So all of this is very important because you've got grown people that as adults don't know how to pay a bill. Don't know how to pay a bill. And the majority is strapped and in bondage in debt because they never learn how to manage money. And I personally believe this right here. And when you struggle with managing money, see, we can get all deep. You're going to struggle with your relationship with God. I'm going to tell you why. Because the Bible reveals spirituality based on how you handle money. In the book of Luke, chapter 16, if you're unfaithful and unrighteous mammon, who will give you true riches? So, therefore, he's showing us there how you manage money. You know why? Because money, the love of money is the root of all evil. So if I love money, I'm not going to love God, and I'm not going to love my spouse. My spouse is going to be a user. When I say she's going to be a user, I'm going to use her. I'm only yes. in this relationship for her to give me what I want mm-hmm. because I don't really love her. I lust her. And the majority yes. of people, I want to say the majority, but many people lust their spouses because they lust God. Lust means give me what I want. I don't care what you got to do. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're dying. As long as I get it, I'm satisfied. But I don't care how <laughs> you had it, give it to me. That's lust. Love is yes. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice me to make it happen for you. That's mm. love. Yes. Amen. Uh, when you was mentioning earlier about teaching them for life, um, I, I, you know, I think that's um, excellent. You, you're much, much better at uh, when it comes to handling the finances and managing and being a good uh, steward over that which God has blessed us with. Um, that's one of the graces that's upon your life, and that has helped me and taught me some things concerning uh, finances because when we, at the beginning of our marriage, you know, I came into this marriage with, uh, with a couple of debts. Uh, a couple of uh, outstanding uh, bills because I did not have anybody to teach me concerning finances. Uh, uh, my parents did the best they could, but they didn't sit down. Going back to what you said earlier, my parents did not sit down with me to teach me concerning finances. And, and, and maybe if I had got that teaching, I would not have made so many bad mistakes when it came to credit cards like I did in the past. But thank God for his grace and his mercy. Uh, and so I, you know, thank God that God has uh, graced you with that and that, you know, and I was thinking about this is it's discipleship. This is exactly what you're getting ready to do with our girls, exercising money and teaching them for life. And I just really thank God for the grace of God that's upon your life for that. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, how um, I had to change my mindset also when it came to discipling the girls. Um, when I was younger, uh, and this is just a practical example, when I was younger, my mom used to do basically all the cooking. Uh, my older sister uh, would be there, uh, and she would call back home from time to time from her job and say, you know, have your sister to put this on and put that on. She never said anything about me. And I remember one time my father said, you know, she needs, Kathy needs to learn how to cook too. And you need to, you know, start um, uh, helping, you know, helping her to uh, cook. You know, she needs to learn how to cook chicken and cook rice and this and that. Uh, but she would always have it with my older sister. And I remember one time you, was, you asked me, you know, when do you have the girls in the uh, kitchen with you? And I had the mindset they don't need to be in the kitchen with me because I'm thinking about, and that mindset came from when I was a little girl. And the, and the Spirit of God had to show me that. I didn't realize I had that mindset until you asked me the question then I realized the spirit of God showed me I had that mindset so I had to renew my mind the girls need to learn how to cook they need to be in the kitchen with me and I need to take them alongside of me and show them how to cook show them how to you know cook rice and then let them do it disciple them in it show them how to iron the clothes show them how to wash your clothes because if you don't when they get older uh, they're not going to know how to do any of these things because they was not properly trained at home. Yeah, but they want to get married, though. They want to get <laughs> married and destroy some young man's life. And uh, and that, but we don't people don't see it that way. 
Oh, I'm yes. going to get married. My, my, my girls are going to be married. My sons are going to get married, but nobody's preparing them for marriage. There's more to it. I love you. <laughs> Saying I love you and loving someone is two different things here. But um, here's another principle. You was talking, I were, you were talking about um, uh, what you learned about your parents, how your, uh, your mother would have your sister and, and the thing. But this is where the faults of parents come in at because – when I think, when I uh, look back on your uh, your parents, your father was an excellent manager of money. Yes. Uh, uh, when your father, before your father passed, uh, here is is a business mind. Here is foresight. Your father had purchased uh, his burial plot and your mother's burial plot way before they ever died. Yes. All that was in place before he even passed. Put that in place. He didn't know he was going to leave here before your mother. He didn't know your mother was going to, uh, 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 he didn't know that uh, uh, that he was going to leave before your mother. But he didn't want to leave no burden. He didn't want to leave no stones unturned. Everything's in place. He had had CDs and all you all's name, which y'all didn't know about until your mother died. So think about it. If your father had taught all your, you and your siblings that, yes. you would have been a greater helpmate to me because your father had some excellent uh, uh, skills when it came down to managing money and having foresight. But what yeah. parents have a tendency to do, well, I'm just going to do it, I just take care of this. But they ain't thinking. They're not thinking. Yeah. That I, need to, I need to impart some of these, these skills, uh, uh, this knowledge I have to my children, so they can Absolutely. be better than me. Absolutely. But usually parents don't do that. Yes. And, and really thank God that, that uh, God has given you that mindset to help to help our girls. So when when they leave the house, train up a child in the way they should go. So when they leave, they have been properly trained that they can be an excellent wife to their to the man of God that we're birthing in also. That's another component of it. Praying for their spouses, praying for uh, their their children, and praying for their for our grandchildren. Praying for them, already releasing and speaking the word of God, and getting them set up spiritually because we're releasing the word of God. So that's that's another component of preparing our children. We're, we're pre- uh, praying for them. We're interceding for them now every day. And I remember when I was pregnant with Ebony, how uh, when you and I would come together in prayer and how sometimes you would lay your hands on my stomach and you would just pray for her and intercede for her and do the same thing. You did the same thing for each one of our girls. And when they came out of the, uh, uh, the womb, we started uh, sowing a seed uh, for them, uh, you know, before they even knew how to talk or could hold a pen or could write their own name, could spell their own name. We were already sowing a seed for them because this is, uh, something that God put in your spirit for us to begin to do for them. Let me uh, go back to something um, concerning the children and sometimes the oldest child. Now, what I'm getting ready to do with Ebony, I'm going to say, any money, I didn't do with Ebony. See, sometimes the oldest child many times become the guinea pig, uh, trial and error. And so the enemy will use that and try to destroy the oldest child uh, mentality because because I wasn't trained, I knew how to do some things, but I didn't. I didn't have the mindset of training Ebony at the time. So I shared things with her, not training her. Shared things with her about credit cards, whatever the case may be. But I didn't bring her alongside of me. I didn't bring her yes. alongside of me and sat her down and show her how I paid bills. I never done any of that. And so she still, she's kind of liking in that at this present time because that was one of the errors. Uh, as uh, a parent, a newborn parent, uh, a, a newborn, but a new parent, I didn't have nobody to mentor me in this. I just learned a lot of things on my own because I learned on my own. I just did it on my own, even when we uh, got married and had children. And so children, parents grows as the children grow. And so we need to be honest with ourselves and share that with our children. Every now you know I want to apologize to you because there's some things I should have done I didn't do. I just didn't know how to do it. Our children will respect us by being real, but first I got to be real with myself, and and, yes. and 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 learn and capitalize from the errors of my ways, and that's why some look at Ebony and say exiting money have a greater opportunity than Ebony did, because I have I'm, I'm I have grown as a parent 
uh, uh, more now than I did then because I was learning as well. So that must become a reality to us. Amen. And I want to add something to that as well. When you were speaking about that, I was thinking about Ebony when it comes to um, cooking. She knows how to do, you know, cooking now. But when I can remember when she was home before she went away to um, um, school, um, and I would try to bring her in the kitchen to uh, to help her uh, show her how to cook. And and at that time, you know, she she didn't have a desire for it. She didn't want to do it. Uh, but then when she came back home, she wanted to do it. And I remember one time you you shared with me. You said, you know, that's still uh, your fault because and and I'm bringing balance to it because just because she doesn't want to doesn't mean that you stop doing it. And I think sometimes as parents, we, instead of us going forth with the assignment that God has given us and training our children, sometimes we allow uh, their disposition or their attitude to move us. And so we stop uh, obeying God and doing what God has called us to do based upon what the child does. And so, but now uh, we have a, the girls and I, uh, we have an excellent time, like for holidays, uh, Thanksgiving, we do a, a menu. Uh, uh, the girls, sometimes I assign them to do the menu. This year, Ecstasy uh, 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 did the menu. Uh, last year, I think Imani did the menu. Uh, and so we do our menu, and I'll, I give assignments. Uh, you know, Ecstasy going to cook this, and Ebony going to cook this, and Imani's going to cook this, and who's going to cook the dessert? And so I love it. And and this is a day that has that I used to look back on. You know, when I was uh, when the girls was little, I'd be glad when the girls get older, so we'd be able to you know be in the kitchen and cook, and and so we can all say, okay, Daddy, it's time to eat, and put everything on the table uh, uh, prepared. You know, so we can come and eat as a family. So I, I look forward to that now because of the growth that God has done. Uh, going back to what you said, the parent has grown. I've grown as a parent, as a as a wife, and as a mother, and so now my mindset is totally shifted uh, concerning the girls and teaching them and training them because I see the responsibility, uh, and and they're about to leave, and so I want to make sure we both want to make sure that they, when they leave, they have been properly trained. Yes, and I think you have you uh, do an excellent job, and I look forward to those uh, holiday season like. Thanksgiving just uh, left, uh, was uh, we just left uh, finished th- celebrating Thanksgiving. Excuse me, and that was a wonderful time. I really enjoyed that. Uh, all the girls and all y'all in the kitchen and 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 come together and as a family and eat dinner and and just had a great glorious time. But that is the the reward of the hard work, and um, and I want to congratulate you uh, to, to me. You you've been a great parent. Uh, you have done your best. There's a lot. There's some things that uh, uh, you are not uh, gifted in that I am, so you can't give them what you don't have. But you don't yes. communicate to our children like you miss know it all. And I admire right. that about you, uh, how you carry yourself. And uh, uh, and sometimes parents, we we try to portray ourselves to our children that we the jack of all trades. Be real with your children, because yes. as they grow. They're going to see you not anyway. <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh, let's just be real with them and say, this, this, uh, I'm liking it in this area. I share with my daughters all the time that all of them, they, 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 all of them are smarter than me. I tell them that. I say, you are, you are smart. You are smarter than me. And, but I share with them. Uh, but look what God has graced your father to be able to accomplish. And I wasn't as smart as you all. I said, because I had to depend on the Holy Spirit when I got saved. Yes. Depended on him. I trusted him. And so he became my wisdom. He became my knowledge. He became my understanding because I didn't like school. I went to school. I liked sports. And I just did enough to, to get by because I didn't have nobody to help me to focus on my future and and to uh, 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 help me to see things from a different perspective. All of us need that, ladies and gentlemen. Even when I went to uh, took ecstasy to um, to register for school, sat down with a counselor. She wanted to get into uh, marketing, but I understand uh, uh, trends and understand uh, the market. I understand how things work. So, and I know that marketing, uh, you ain't gonna make a lot of money when a, when the economy the way it is. Uh, uh, period. So you need to look at something that there's a demand. 
tried to, you know, I sat down with and shared these principles. What is the demand? What do the world need? What is the man right now? Everything operates in the world by supply and demand, supply and demand. Yeah. And so I sat down with the counselor, and the counselor, uh, and I was sharing these principles, and he started smiling and said, your father really understand. And so he started sharing with her what they had available. And 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 for her to be able, she really, really know why? Because all these years she had unlocked in her mind, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. And so you, I don't want, didn't want to try to kill her dream, but I know she would never, ever, uh, uh, unless she have her own marketing company, and then when the market, uh, when the economy shifts like this, nobody's going to pay no, no, no company for marketing unless that company is a giant like a McDonald's that's already in place, uh, like a Red Lobster that's already in place, um, or like uh, 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 any uh, department store or the casement that's been around for years. That's, that's the only people, yes. but not anything else. So people, children don't think that way. So we have to help yes. our children to think. We have to help prepare them to think in the right way, in the right perspective. And so yes. that's come from the wisdom of God. God, that ain't come from E.J. McKenzie, but that come from the wisdom of God. God downloaded and manifests his wisdom in me so that I can be able to articulate wisdom to my children. And he will do that with every parent. If a parent will humble themselves and say, Father, speak through my children through me. Because I don't know how to do this thing. I talk to God like that. And he will begin to inspire you and give you what you need to be able to be a blessing to your family. Amen, amen, and and uh, and I thank God for you because you do an excellent job with that. And 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 you're right, you know. There, uh, what I don't know, I make sure I try to share with the girls. Uh, you know, uh, go to your daddy. You know, your father can help you with that. And, and that's another thing. You know, another component of our relationship is that we uh, really try to help our girls to have the heart and the mind of God, and you do an excellent job with that, helping them to see God, helping them to see uh, Christ, and helping them to tap into Christ that lives on the inside of them, you know, uh, uh, praying to him and then waiting for him to speak uh, to them. And so um, the girls see that, and that's helping them to have their own relationship with the Lord, even with Ebony, not living at home, uh, but we still have a good, excellent relationship as far as imparting truth to her, imparting the word of God to her and helping her to see uh, as she, you know, relating to us, uh, unless the Lord shows you something and then you give her a phone call uh, because the Lord put something on your heart and so now you got to, you know, talk to her about it. But uh, we always try to help them to have their own, you know, uh, relationship with God. Uh, and if they're off, then, you know, I thank God for the grace of God that's upon your life that you help them to see that's not God. This is God. Let's, let's look at that biblically. Let's look at the Word of God. God, and let's find what the Word of God says concerning that. And now I see the girls doing that on their own. Before they before they, uh, they go to you, sometimes they come to me, and they talk to me, and they share things with me. And then I'll say, you know what, um, that's not, you know, this is what uh, God, this is what the Word of God says, and if it's off, uh, I help them to see that. And then now let's go uh, and see what, you know, share this with Daddy. And then uh, if it's God, then this is what Daddy you know, the Lord's going to put in Daddy's heart concerning the situation. Um, that's good. Uh, it's another thing that we have to focus on, too, is helping our children transition. Like when uh, 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 Ebony moved out, she didn't want to move out. But I knew that's going to help her mature. we got yes. to be able to put our children in a position to grow. I don't care how painful it may be to them or how painful it may be to you, but you gotta, you got to think more what's best for the child, yeah. not best for you. So the average parent says, no, no, that's my baby. I'm going to let my baby stay here. But that's, your baby will never discover who he or she is if you don't put them in those kind of situations. Yeah. Uh, I heard uh, time is about up, so I'm going to let you go ahead and close us out. 
All right, I enjoyed this uh, broadcast today, and I pray that the Lord spoke of a fresh word, a powerful word to you. Remember our watch night service, December the 31st, which is at 10 p.m., and remember our prayer that will begin on next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 5.30 a.m. Uh, tell somebody about the broadcast. Next time you will hear us, we'll, which will be on Saturday, 12 noon, releasing the supernatural. And this has been your host, uh, Kathy L. McKenzie, along with uh, my husband, Dr. E.J. McKenzie. God bless you, and we pray that you were blessed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.